Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. I hope everything is well. It's been a while since I've been, been a while since I've been on the air. It's been a while since I I've been had the I've had the strength or the understanding to do this. It's I had to take a hiatus. The Lord had showed me some things and told me that I needed to sort of get my priorities straight and help me to understand where I was at, what I was doing, where I was at in this life, and what was going on. It was just that simple. And I'm here to tell you that I was I was on to something before, and I'm glad that I'm back. I'm glad that, you know, I could, I could find my way to understand exactly what was going on and, and what the Lord has for me and for us, because he's got some stuff for us to do. You know, he's got some things that he wants us to do that he's not playing games with. He's not, uh, he has pushed the first domino over. There is no more, there's no more clowning around. There's no more delay. There's no more anything except for his plans. His will is going to be done. So anyway, my name is JD and you're listening to the Neptune Diaries. I just want to start off with a prayer. Father God. We come before you today to lift you up, Lord, to praise your holy name, Lord. Let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Father, we long to see you, Father God, but we also know that there's a lot of work to be done, Father God. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for all the things that 
you do for us. Thank you for all the things that you've done for us. Thank you for getting us this far. If you're tuning in today, thank God with me. Father God, thank you. Let us run the race that you have marked out for us with perseverance, Father God. Let you, let us just be on target, on the move. Lord, when you come back, let us find, let you find us busy. Busy doing your will, Father God. Let us surrender all today, Father God. I pray that your voice would come through mine today, Lord, that you would speak through me and just use me as a an instrument to get, to sound your warning, Lord, that you've clearly put in my life. Lord, I pray for this. We pray for this corporately. I pray for this. Believe for this, Lord, and we receive this in the name of your son, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody, oh my gosh, things are going insane. Things are going absolutely insane. I haven't seen anything like what's going on in my lifetime, that's for sure. You know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I got saved really young. My aunt, my aunt had told me about Jesus, and she had basically explained everything to me. She showed me what was going on. She had spread the gospel. You know, she did. She did her job. She told me exactly what was going on in the world. She presented Jesus to me. She presented it in the story of his battle, the coming battle with the Antichrist. And I can tell you, as a kid, who was about eleven years old. It was fascinating to me, the whole dragons and dungeons and dragons and stuff and all that kind of business. I mean, it was, it was, it was something else. I thought it was phenomenal. I, I couldn't really believe what I was seeing. You know, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It tied right into everything that I had learned or read about growing up with dungeons and drag love stories like that, you know, so it's tied right in. But also to have to tell you, she hit me she she got to me where she knew she could, which was she told me about heaven and hell and an eternity separated from the living God. And I have to tell you, that was so frightening to me. It was so frightening to me. The thought of death. I had experienced death when I was very young. With my my grandmother died. My grandmother died when I was very young, and that was unbelievable. You know, having to deal with that. I think I was about six or seven years old. And I loved my grandmother. You know, she was my mom's mom, and you know, she was clearly the, the top matriarch, and everybody loved her. And she died, and I remember how how crazy that was, and how much chaos that caused caused a lot of chaos in my mom's life and and that was hard that was hard for for me to deal with that was hard for my mom to deal with but anyway the more importantly what it did was it it showed me that you know and it caused me to have to deal with death early on and it caused me to start thinking at a deeper level you know understanding that 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 things, you just had to deal with things. You know, that was one of those things that happened in my life early on that was shocking, but it was also, it was what it was. And I learned how to deal with with profound things early on. And I also learned that, you know, I was a thinker. I was a thinker from a kid. So when the gospel was presented to me at 11 years old, 12 years old, 
probably 11, you know, I gravitated towards it right away. But interestingly enough, interestingly enough, the devil pops right up right away. And he goes to steal. He goes to steal your your seed, you know? He steals your seed right away, just like it talked about. I can remember being being a Christian early on and understanding that this was going on, you know, and I can remember being worried that I was what I re- I remember reading this the parables about the se- the seeds, you know, and I can remember being terrified, terrified that I was one of the bad seeds. That was a terrifying thing for me. From early on, I can remember thinking that I I felt I related. I was terrified. I related to those seeds, to the story of those guys, the seeds who got like caught up and and destroyed and eaten by the birds or whatever. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to find it right now. I don't know exactly where it is. But it's in here. It's in here. Right, so here you go. Matthew 13, the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside, and the great multitudes were gathered unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell fell into good ground, and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let me just tell you, I've come to the understanding that no matter what, this... This parable can apply to you at at all times in your life or at different moments in your life. This parable can apply to you at different times in your life. It's applied to me, you know. When I I first got saved, I can remember being in class. I can remember being in class and bringing my Bible in. I grew up north of Boston. I can remember bringing my Bible into class and being ridiculed. Bible Jim, Bible Jim, Bible Jim. It was was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But you know what? That caused shame in me. That made me feel embarrassed. Embarrassment's a feeling that we all have to deal with and overcome. It's just that simple. Some seeds fell by the wayside. This, this, This should give us hope right here. It should give us hope, because no matter what, others fell into good ground. Your ground can become good. If your ground's been screwed up, and listen, my ground's been screwed up. I've, I've had poisoned ground many times in my life. Many times in my life, I, I've fallen off the beam. I've fallen into sin hundreds of times, thousands of times, just so many times. It's right there. It's right there. But I can tell you this. 30 years later, I'm still walking with Christ. I'm still walking with Jesus. I'm still in the fight. I haven't lost my faith. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your faith. Especially not now. 
especially not now. Don't lose your faith now. Now is not the time to lose your faith. That's for sure. In the world today, we're at a precipice. I don't know about the rest of you people who are listening out there, who are who happen to have the opportunity to listen or to, to watch some of the videos that I put out or, or what have you, but I don't know if you feel the same as I felt, but I've known since I was a kid that we were set apart for such a time as this. I've known that. I can remember believing when we were very young, when I was very young, thinking we're here at this unbelievable time. Special. We we were born special. I can remember the Lord whispering that to me, that we were born special in this crazy time. I didn't fully understand all the crazy things that were going to happen in my life. I didn't fully understand how the Lord was going to use... Whoa, 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 easy, does it? I didn't understand how the Lord was going to use the trials and tribulations of my life. I had no concept how he was going to use the sinful behaviors and the desires that I had in my life. How he was going to transform them into positive things. I didn't get it. I didn't understand how being on the run as a prodigal son, I didn't understand how spending time in the in the you know whale in the belly of the whale with Jonah was going to edify and I didn't get it I didn't understand that thing that verse that says God's going to take all things you know good and bad and smash them together and it's going to come out for good I, I I didn't understand that but I understand it now a lot of things have come full circle you know have things in your life started to come full circle Are you still in the fight? Are you still trying to live your life? It's a offering. Are you still trying to... Or have you surrendered? See, I've surrendered too many times. I've surrendered to this sinful, you know, lust of my flesh just too many times. And, and it's over. The time for being lukewarm is totally over. We're at a time right now on this planet where... Things are going to happen so fast. Let me tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be a conflagration like you've never seen before. It's going to be a conflagration. It's just going to be so astoundingly unbelievable. The world's not going to have any idea... The world's not going to have any idea how to deal with it. Not. Not even a little bit. There's going to be no conception of what... uh, You can't even fathom it. You can't even fathom what's coming. You can't even begin to understand the things that are coming upon this earth that are going to take control and just utterly blindside people. Utterly, utterly blindside people. It's going to be flabbergasting. These machines, these crazy things, all this tinkering that man's doing, people have no idea. 
So you have people that go to church every Sunday that still live in this bizarro world of everything's fine, everything's you know as it, just as it is yesterday, as it is today, and it's going to be tomorrow. Don't worry about it. They have no concept that things are going to be different. I went to that prophecy in the news conference in Orlando a couple. I met a lot of great people. I met the Hagmans, Joe and Doug. I met uh, Jonathan Kahn, Joseph Farah. I met a bunch of people. Chris Putnam. They all see it coming. The people who were there was really interesting being with a couple thousand people all gathered together because they want to I don't know if it's that, because, you know, it's interesting. We don't, we're not really learning so much new stuff as we are edifying ourselves with fellowship. We are the black sheep of the Christian family, uh, the conspiracy theorists. There's no question about that. And that's cool. I'm fine with that. Cool. I love being a conspiracy theorist. Can you imagine life without conspiracy? How boring would it be a life without a relationship with God above? How boring it would be to just be locked in this never-ending box, this cycle of going through day by day, locked in the same stuff with maybe a day to do your own thing. Can you imagine being a slave to this whole situation without having a relationship with God and a way out? Imagine if life was literally just to get up and go to work and feed the machine. Do your part. Get in your get out of your sleep box and get into your traveling box and go to your work box and then get up and do it all over again day after day after day after day till till you're too old and it doesn't you can't produce and they give you your beautiful gold plated watch and say thanks for your service can you imagine can you imagine that life without God. Our lives aren't very different than they were in the days of Pharaoh when we were building big giant monuments and temples and pyramids. We just don't really understand that it's the same. We're still slaves to Pharaoh. We're still slaves to Pharaoh. Even Christians, even people who know and worship Jesus Christ, you're still a slave in this moment. You're still in the system, playing by their rules, letting your life be defined. The, the amount of time you get to spend seeking after God is defined by how much time you're not working to pay into the system, to pay to exist. You're paying to exist. If you really look at things, you'll realize that things haven't changed since we were tossed out of the garden. Right? By the sweat of our brows. Right? Isn't that it? 
by the sweat of our brows. I'm going to read that. I'll read that for you. By the sweat of our brow, we're, we're, we're cursed to toil, right? Cursed to toil. Think about that. That stinks. I don't want to say way to go, Adam, but way to go, Adam. Cursed to toil. Thanks, dude. Think about that. Ugh. Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall bring it forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Go back and look up thorns and thistles. I want you to think about all that. Go back and do a little Bible study research on that and thorns and thistles. It ties into so many things. Think about that. You know, the whole thing about the garden and and the event that changed everything, the whole thing about that is this. It was all designed for worship, right? What everybody fails to realize, I fail to realize it often, that we were created for fellowship. Like, literally, man, think about God in the garden, right? He had done all this wonderful stuff, and he was lonely, or whatever. That's the way I see it. He was lonely. You can think however you want. Listen, the Lord speaks to me in his own way, and I see things how he shows them to me, so Whatever. But it's pretty clear to me that he was lonely. He created us to tabernacle with him, to hang out and fellowship and, 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 you know, to rise shotgun with him on his journey. That's why he created us, so that we could sort of come along for the party and be like, woo, party down with the Lord. You know, but listen, it happened, it is what it is, and we are where we are. But keep in mind... We're in this. La- we're in the last chapters of these of this book of this story. We're at the. We're at this place. This critical juncture. Listen, the veil is about to get rent. We're about to see things that are just gonna shock and flabbergast everybody. Men's hearts will fail them for fear. All of it. It's all gonna happen all at once. People have no idea what's coming. They really don't. Even Christians, even myself, like I try to imagine, I spend a lot of time trying to imagine what 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 these things are going to be like that the Bible talks about, you know? Just to try to picture these things. It's shocking. It's shocking. And for me... And I know the Bible says, like, don't wish for the day of judgment and all that. And, and, and I, I don't really wish for the day of judgment, per se. But I'll tell you what. When you see things like this start popping up. Excuse me. When you see things like this start popping up. And, and just imagine. Just imagine this thing. Popping up. And, and, you know, the pit gets opened and these things come flying out. Just imagine. 
Imagine giants on the earth. It's happening now. We're seeing the beginnings of it right now. Just imagine when it gets to that point when it just breaks loose. Imagine. Imagine. Just imagine. It's going to be so crazy. It's going to be so crazy. My goodness. No one's prepared. I can tell you that. No one's prepared. Nobody is prepared for what's coming. It is just going to be so crazy. Let's just look. Ready? Here, I'm reading the Bible. Again, I'm right now. I'm with Isaiah. I'll just show you a couple things. That are just so mind-blowing to me. See, I'm reading the Bible again. In a new, with a new lens. I'm, I'm seeing it with a new lens. With the lens of the Nephilim, right? I'm looking at it through the eyes of Noah in the whole Nephilim thing. I'm looking at it through those eyes. And it's just astounding. It's like the Bible, uh, it's like I hadn't even read it before. Ready? Isaiah 24. Behold, the Lord maketh the, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him, the land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled. For the Lord hath spoken this word. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, you think? What do you think change the ordinance means? I think that has anything to do with gay marriage? I think probably. Broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth. And they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are born and few men left. You get it? I love this. The new wine mourneth. The vine languages, languisheth. All the merry-hearted do so. <coughs> the t- mirth of tabrets ceaseth. The noise of them that rejoice endeth. The joy of the harp ceaseth. They shall not drink wine with a song. Strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. There is a crying for wine in the streets. All joy is darkened. The mirth of the land is gone. In the city is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, there shall be, as the shaking of an olive tree, 
and as the gleaning grapes when the vintage is done. They shall lift up their voice, they shall sing for the majesty of the Lord, they shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore glorify ye the Lord in the fires, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, my leanness, my leanness, woe unto me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Does that sound like the church today? With these people running around proclaiming a gospel that doesn't sound anything like Jesus' gospel, where there is no message of repentance. Look at the church. We're skinny on a bag of bones. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon the O inhabitant of the earth. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee. Do you understand? And the pit. And the pit. What is it? Does that not tie right into Revelation when it talks about the, the key to the abyss is open and bam, look at that. Whoa. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee. Then it shall come to pass, ready, that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. Do you understand what that means? You cannot be afraid in these last days. You have to look this thing in the face. Otherwise, I believe that you're going to be so scared that you're going to end up taking the mark of the beast. And he that, ready, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. What? And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open and the foundations of the earth do shake. Do you get it? And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in a snare. you get it? Who's he talking about? That's right, he's talking about Lucifer. He's going to get caught up in a snare. He's going to come out and think it's going to be all hell, guns blazing, hell's bells, look at this. Nope. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Ready? And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit, and shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited many days. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He, he was so good. Can you believe that he's given this to us in advance? So that for those with ears to hear and eyes to see, they can do something. Are you doing something? That's my question to you. Are you doing something? I'm doing something. I'm doing something. I may not be perfect. I may not do it right. I may get screwed up. I may have to... My mouth might get ahead of me. I might stumble. I might fall. But you know what? I'm doing something. Right? 
See, I struggle with sin. Sin pops up every time I turn around. Boom, it's there, waiting for me. I live in South Beach. It's there, everywhere. Be it drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever, man. It's here, everywhere I turn, everywhere I look. And now, thanks to the Internet, you know, it's available for for everybody everywhere, right there. So we have to learn to master it. And that's what the Lord's been showing me in this past year, two of my life. How to master it, right? How to, instead of one of the, one of the biggest things I've been showing me is this. Since I was a kid, my neck has been trained that when I see a pretty girl, I turn and I look. I turn and I look. It's called we have a saying in New England. It's called rubbernecking. Rubbernecking. And I rubbernecked all the time. I'd see a beautiful woman. It wouldn't even matter if she was beautiful. I'd look to see if they were beautiful. And then I would plant seeds of dirty, lustful stuff in my head. I'd address them with my eyes. I would. Anybody who tells you, any guy who doesn't tell you that they do that, they're lying. I'm not special. I'm not unique. I'm sure that the same sin that came up and, you know, grabbed me, grabbed a lot of you too. Whatever. It is what it is. Thank you, Jesus. I figured out how to stop with this business. I don't rubberneck. I do. My It's taken me a while. My muscle memory is still trained so that when I say, oh, I want to look, I want to look, I want to look. It is what it is. But I've realized that even though I look, I realize, like, up here it is, temptation. Right here at my doorstep. Here it is. Right in front of you, served up on a silver platter. You want to plant that seed and then, you know, go in your mind, go do some stuff, masturbation, whatever, jerking off to porn, do whatever you want, like do whatever you do. Sin is sin is sin. It is it is what it is. And for us to lie to each other and act like we don't have temptation or fall into it is ridiculous. We've learned a lot of things. And one of the things that the Lord has pressed on my heart is James, where it says, confess your sins to one another. Pray with each other so you'll be healed. It's so simple. We cannot run around acting like we don't have problems because we have to, we need each other. See, there's a formula here. Confess, pray with each other, you'll be healed. It's really clear. We're not doing that. I know that I wasn't doing that. Maybe some of you are doing that. I don't know. And whatever. I heard the other day, oh, well, we do stuff like that. And I thought, do you really, though? Do you really talk about the deep, dark stuff that you're involved with? Do you really share with people? And have them pray for you to break this thing. Because, you know, that's how it works. The shame game and, you know, people have fallen into horrific sin. Crazy, horrific sin. There's no question about that. What are you going to do to get out of it? Because the Bible gives you a clear-cut, specific way to get out. Confess to each other. Not to a priest. No, it's like a dual thing. There's a two-way street. There's a reciprocal factor here. A quid pro quo, if you will. Pray with you. We confess together. And then we pray. No matter what. Do you want to be free from your sin? You have to do these things. Get right back to the Bible. There's no arguing with it. There's no... There's no toying with it. You can't mix and match and take what you want and leave what you don't have. You want to know why you're leading an ineffective life? I want to know why I'm leading an effective life because there's an area in my life that's screwed up. It's just that simple. Are you on the path? Get on the path. Get on the path of getting back to doing things with the Lord. Doing things the Lord's way. Get back on the path to doing things with the Lord. 
It's just that simple. Sometimes you get to do things for the Lord. It's just that simple. Life is too short. Let me chart the progress of things that have happened in my life. The Lord scared me. Again, with a moment of of a turn or burn type situation. Right? One of the reasons why the world, you don't see massive conversion to the gospel of Jesus and the good news is because you're you're only presenting the soft, fluffy side. No. People, if you only present part of the truth, you're not giving them a firm foundation. People need to know that there's a hell on the other side of this, of, of, of this life. A hell and a heaven and that they're going to choose. Then that this life is their choice, right? That this life is in fact their choice. And at some point during this life, whether it's a bunch of times, once, twice, three times, my lady, whatever, the Lord loves us. And he's definitely... He's definitely presented everybody with an opportunity. I knew before I knew. I knew before I ever... I can tell you this, reflecting on my life, I knew about Jesus while I was in the womb. How about that one? I think you did too. And I think the reality is this, is that you you heard the message and were, were called. Because we were conceived in sin. That's what the Psalms say. Conceived in sin. I believe that that message was implanted in us right from the gag. I believe underneath all the junk that's in your life, all the stuff that's covering your heart, all the cotton that's in your ears trying to get in the way and not let you hear what's going on with the Lord. Underneath all that stuff, you knew. You've known, and it is what it is. I believe... I believe that God is omnipresent. He's not contained inside of our little time box and whatever. And I believe how it works is this. Is that at some point in your life, God saw that you chose him so that he chose you from the beginning. So to put that in you. Choose to be chosen. Choose to be chosen today. What are you doing today? What are you doing today? to get back on track with the Lord. What are you doing today to edify the Lord more into your life? What are you doing today? I can tell you what the Lord's doing in my life. And you can send me emails and blah, 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 and be like, oh, you're bragging and da-da-da-da and boasting, and you know what? Shuddy. I'm show, I'm I'm literally showing you what what's happening in my life. You want to say it's bragging? Fine, I don't care, right? I'm the worst of the worst. I'm the worst of the worst, okay. And I'm just so grateful and so thankful to the Lord that I'm redeemed, okay. So bragging, schmagging, shuddy. But what the Lord's doing in my life is this: is He scared me. He said, what are you going to do when you stand before me? That day is coming so much faster than you could ever imagine. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? And just imagine that. I'll tell you what. Here's what happened. Two lightning strikes. I live in South Beach. Two lightning strikes happened. Really close, directly in front of me. That terrified me. It was like, so powerful. I don't know if you've ever had lightning strike close to you, but 
Unbelievable. And the Lord planted a little seed in me and started, literally, what are you going to do when you stand in front of me? What are you going to say to me? It terrified me. It scared me. It, it was it was terrifying. Right? And I started thinking like, blah, 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 mush mouth, right? I have a bunch of excuses. This is why, Lord. This is why, Lord. This is why I didn't really read the Bible. I just took the cliff notes and sort of skimmed it. You know, really loved the messages that, that talked about, you know, me getting my get-out-of-jail-free card, but didn't want to hear the ones about you putting me to work. I don't like to work. I realized, like, I was just going to stand before him, like, just this... Not a lot, right? Because God knows everything. He knows about the desires of my heart. He knows everything. And and that that started a chain reaction in my life where I realized, like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm duffed. I'm so screwed. What do I do? And he sh- but see the Lord when He shows you these things, He show He show at least for me shows me a, a a solution. And the solution was this: for whatever reason, He said, get into the Psalms and Proverbs every day. Get up in the morning, first thing, boom, first fruits. I realized that the only asset that I ever really ever possessed or ever will possess is my time. And how have I been spending my time? And quite honestly, I've been spending my time. And sin. I've been worshipping the television. I've been worshipping television programs. I've been spending my time. And listen, once I broke it down, I stopped making excuses for myself and stopped. You know, the worst thing for, for, for anybody to do is be in denial. That they're in denial, right? Cut it out. Look in the mirror. Accept your crap. And the fact of the matter is, is I was spending ridiculous amounts of time watching television. Ridiculous amounts of time playing video games, ridiculous amounts of time chasing women, ridiculous amounts of time partying, ridiculous amounts of time. I would, not even all the time, but at certain points in my life, I would have the the Bible in the bathroom, and when I would go to the bathroom, I would read it. How pathetic is that? Is that where your relationship is at with the Lord? Are you Are you a bathroom Bible reader? Are you pooping while you're reading the Bible? Come on, seriously, ask yourself that question. Is that what you do? How much time are you giving to the Lord? Here's what I realized. I get it. Some of us live in the real world, J.D. We don't have all time. Yeah, whatever. I can make excuses, too. The bottom line is this. He showed me. Get up in the morning. Read Psalms and Proverbs. And what I realized after doing that for a little bit, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard at first. The Bible didn't make sense. It had lost its. It, my understanding was all skewed. I, I was just out of the loop. And I stayed with it. I stayed with it. I stayed with it. Every single day I get up now. It started off where I would speed read through these Psalms. And here's what I've realized. Every, every, okay, so there are 150 Psalms. There's 31 Proverbs. Guess what that works out to be? Five Psalms and one Proverb every morning and you get through them in a month and here's what I did is I didn't stop I do them over and over and over again every month the beginning I just and I've realized like go find where in the Bible where it says you know rightly divide the word of God well for some reason 
If you rightly divide the word of God, it'll bring you right into the middle of Psalms. How interesting is that? And and it doesn't really flow with the timeline of the Bible, right? Because you would think when they were writing about David, they would have stuck his Psalms in there, right? But they didn't. It's in the middle of the Bible. I've realized, like, rightly dividing the word of God for me is I get up in the morning and I read five Psalms and one proverb every day. Let me just say this. What that did was that that blew some wind on my smoldering wick. Blew some wind on my smoldering wick. And then my wick suddenly caught fire again. And then it's up to you. Well, it's all, it's all up to you anyway. How, how you know? If you don't draw near to God. He's not going to draw near to you. It's just that simple. He's not going to force this on you. He, that's not how he rolls. He doesn't play like that. He doesn't do things like that. He's here. You want it? Ask, seek, knock. It's just that simple. Life is simple. Ask, seek, knock. Matt. So my Psalms and Proverbs in the morning went from fifteen minutes, maybe twenty. Oh, it was such an agonizing 15 or 20 minutes at the at the outset. But you know what? Now, it's t- I'm pretty much in it for two hours a day in the morning, right? So much so that I get up at 5.30 now-ish. I don't even set an alarm. It's sort of like, bing, and I'm up. 5.30, quarter to six, the latest. And I'm up faithfully every day to go. And think about this. The Lord of the universe, the creator of all things, will grant you an audience with him anytime you want. Think about Esther and running into the king and all that. You know, needing to cap that golden scepter. The Lord has given you a golden scepter that you can, that scepter, that golden scepter is Jesus Christ. You you don't need anything other than a relationship with him. He's the mediator. He's the name that you use to get straight into the Right in, cut the line, man, right up to the front. Lord, here I am. Think about that. Think about that. It's astounding. It's astounding. The devil laughs at us. <laughs> Think about that. He laughs at us. He's not really laughing at me so much anymore. I can tell you that. Because listen. Listen to me. When I started drawing to near to the Lord, he started drawing near to me. And what I can tell you is this. He draws near to you. Once he realizes that you mean business and that you're serious about drawing near to him, he will come at you with breakneck speed. Think about the story of the prodigal son. Go back and read that. Just turn around. Take a few steps and suddenly dad's there. With a robe, a ring, a feast, and a hug. Are you kidding? I don't know about you, but I was a guy who needed a savior. I've been really disgusting, right? I've been just like the vilest of the vile, you know? Just a dirty, 
filth monger. My flesh craves insanity. You understand? My flesh craves sex and drugs and rock and roll. And when I listen to rock and roll, it makes me want to go party. And see, I grew up with a father who loved rock and roll. He didn't party, strangely enough. But rock and roll was planted in me. My brothers loved to party, and I learned to love to party. And my friends loved to party. And I became a party animal. And then, you know, lo and behold, you find yourself locked in a box inside the belly of the whale, wondering why it smells like piss and horror and vomit. You know, and then you're like eating your vomit. I mean, there's no joke. Go read the Bible. Read about dogs going back to their vomit and casting pearl to swines and all that. This is no joke. Life is short. Jesus is coming. What are you doing? You're going to stand before him. Let me say that again. You're going to stand before him. You're going to be standing before the... Think about this. You're going to stand before the creator of the universe. He's going to look at you. You're not going to look at him, I can tell you that. You're going to fall as dead before him. And either Jesus is going to lift up your chin and look you in the eyes and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Are you ready for that? That's just if you haven't accepted that. That's just if you haven't had a relationship with Jesus, right? So that's all. That's going to happen to everybody. But for you people out there who do have, who who do profess Christ, who do have a relationship with Jesus, and are running around chasing after the things of this world, not carrying your cross? What are you going to say to him? When he comes back and doesn't find you working, what are you going to say to him? I have friends, they always say stuff like, it's not about works. And it's, it's, I mean, who are you listening to? Who said it's not about works? Honest, who said that? Jesus didn't say that. Yeah, but Jesus didn't know what he was talking about. You have to listen to the Apostle Paul. That's what people say to me. They tell me that I need the Apostle Paul to figure out what Jesus said. Because, you know, Jesus' message wasn't complete. I've actually had Christian people that love Paul just want to bash Paul around and tell you that Jesus didn't mean, mean what he said, and you have to go to Paul to to understand what Jesus said. And for all you people out there who 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 literally are hiding on, behind that type of stuff, you know who you are too. Don't listen to those people. Don't listen to those people who tell you that it's not going to be about works. Because you know what, it is going to be about works. For you Christians, for you people who do know Jesus, guess what? Like, dude, it's not about works to get you into the gate, right? You're, you, you, For salvation, you do not need works. The only work that you need is what Jesus did for you on the cross to get into the pearly gates. But everything after that, you better believe. 
about every word and every deed you've ever done. You're going to be judged on it. If you if you did, if you want to fight with me about that, go read the Bible first, because clearly you haven't. Not the one that I'm reading. You want to debate about like but works? What did Jesus say about works? Right? Think about it. What did Jesus say about works? That's right. You're going to be judged by him. Don't misunderstand what judgment is. Some people are so screwed up about what the Bible says. It's because they haven't read it. They haven't spent any time in it. Go read it. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Jesus is coming back, and he's going to look up, take a look at your the things you've done. See, you're, you you get his record when you accept Jesus as your personal as your, as your Lord and Savior. You get his record of perfection, right? And that gets you into the presence of the Lord. But once you've sort of once you've had that, excuse me, once you have that point in your life when you when you brought him into your heart and, and given him the authority to take over your life, it really is at that point about what you're doing on a daily basis to usher in this kingdom, to save souls. Do you know what the heart of the Father is so that none should perish? Did you know that? The heart of the Father is so that none should perish. Are you out there telling people the good news? Are you out there telling people the good news? Are you does anybody know that you're a Christian in your life? Anybody? How many people are, are you telling Jesus telling about Jesus to? How many people are you telling the good news? Are you spreading the word? Spreading the message? I know that I'm not doing as good a job as I could be in my life, that's for sure. As a matter of fact, I just had new business cards printed out. And instead of saying, J.D. Hopwood Photographer, look at me, give me your business. Now it says, life is simple, ask, seek, and knock. And on their back it says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And And then it says a little message from me. It says, my friend, Life is short. God is real and he loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die for our sins as a substitute for us because the penalty for sin is death so that we could have eternal life in heaven with God instead of eternity in hell apart from him. I don't know about you, but I am a guy who needed a savior. Secure your salvation now and make today the best day ever. Pray to God and confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Accept his forgiveness, admit you are a sinner, and repent. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior and tell everyone that God has redeemed you. Remember, Jesus is the only way to God. There is no other. Think about that. And like, again, you could say, oh, you're two to your old horn. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And if you want business cards like that, you can. I can literally give you them with your own name and stuff. You just have to email me if you want them. 
and I'll show you how to get them. I paid, well, mine are thick, so I paid like 100 bucks for 500 of them. Maybe 600 I don't know, but I paid 100 bucks. 100 bucks. And you know what? Listen, I don't ever have to think to myself, oh, I should have shared the message with them. No way, man. I'm done with that. I'm done living a lukewarm life. I want to be effective for the Lord. You don't have to be. If you don't want to be, listen, that, that, I'm not making a judgment. I'm not. I'm just telling you what I'm doing in my life. And you can say, don't brag. Okay, I won't brag. I won't brag. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you what I'm doing. So I've made business cards that have a message on it. You know? Forget about money. Forget about building your temporary kingdom here on this planet. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm taking a break. It's the top of the hour. God bless you. I'll see you in two minutes. Peace.
Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. How do you feel? Ladies and gentlemen, the Network News Hour with Sybil the Soothsayer. Jim Webbing, and here's it's the Emma's Truth Department. Miss Matahari and her skeletons in the closet. Tonight, another segment of Vox Populi. And starring the mad prophet of the airways, Howard Beale. chairman of the board of the Union Broadcasting Systems, and he died at 11 o'clock this morning of a heart condition, and woe is us. We're in a lot of trouble. So, a rich little man with white hair died. What has that got to do with the price of rice, right? And why is that woe to us? Because you people... And 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now. Because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel. The ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. And that's why woe is us that Edward George Ruddy died. Because this company is now in the hands of CCA, the Communication Corporation of America. There's a new chairman of the board, a man called Frank Hackett, sitting in Mr. Ruddy's office on the 20th floor. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. So if you want the truth, go to God. Go to your gurus. Go to yourselves. Because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. But man, you're never going to get any truth from us. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. We'll tell you that uh, Kojak always gets the killer and that nobody ever gets cancer in Archie Bunker's house. And no matter how much trouble the hero is in, don't worry, just look at your watch. At the end of the hour, he's going to win. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds, 
We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off! Second hour. Second hour of the Neptune Diaries. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you all. Just checking some things out, making sure that my audio is coming through, and it is. It's perfect. So I want to talk to you about some things in the second hour, but first and foremost, we need to get to... All right, so it stands to reason if today is the 24th, right? I started at Psalm 116 this morning. So here we go. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Amen to that, everybody. 
Has he heard your voice, though? Let me ask you that. Has he heard your voice? Are you, in fact, going to him with your supplications? Are you? That's one thing for sure that we need to do is be going, going to him with our supplications, crying to him with our voice, right? Because he hath inclined his ear unto us and unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Are you doing that or are you doing the foxhole prayers? Which one are you doing? Do you love the Lord because he hears your voice and your supplications because he's inclined his ear unto you, you know? Therefore, you should call upon him as long as you live. It says here, The sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Has that happened to you? Have the sorrows of death compassed you and the pains of hell taken hold upon you and, and you find no, you all you have is trouble and sorrow? Then call upon, it says here, then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Are you calling upon the name of the Lord? 116, Psalm 116, verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. Guys, gals, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, return unto thy rest. What do you think that means? I can tell you what it means for me and how I've done that, right? I have returned unto my rest. I literally, in like in Revelation, when Jesus says, go back to your first love, you know what I did? I went back to my first love. I am totally ensconced, hidden underneath the shadow of the Lord's wings. Like, I'm there. I'm in his bosom. And I still got problems. Believe me, I still struggle with sin. It's right there. But you know what? I am drawing near to the Lord. He's drawing near to me. I've returned unto my rest. Oh, my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. Thank the good Lord. Verse 8, for thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Are you walking before the Lord in the land of the living? That means that you're out there literally doing his, spreading the word. You're, you're preaching the good news. You're telling people about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Are you blaming everybody else? What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Ready? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Are you? Have you done that? Take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. What do you think that that means? I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Are you shouting from the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and telling everybody what he's done for you? Because that's what you're supposed to do. 
Pay your vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Die unto Jesus, people. Die unto Jesus. Die unto Jesus. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. Do you see that? It's like a formula. Do you see that? Precious is the sight. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Do you get it? Die to Jesus. Oh, oh Lord, truly I am the servant. Ready? Death of his saints. Oh, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. Thou hast loosed my bonds. The Lord has given you the power over sin and death. I will offer to thee this. Ready? Here's what he wants. This is so awesome. Verse 17. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Ready? This is your only requirement right here. This whole Psalm 116. This is the deal, folks. This is the deal. Take the cup of salvation. Call upon the name of the Lord. Pay your vows in the presence of the people. That's precious in the Lord's sight. You're his servant. He's loosed your bonds. Offer to him the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. He makes it so clear, right? He repeats himself of what you are supposed to do. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of the O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Do you get it? This is so important. This is paramount to the Christian faith right here. Love the Lord because he's heard you. He saved you. Take the cup of salvation. Pay your vows with sacrifice of thanksgiving in the presence of his people. It is not complicated, folks. Psalm 117. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord, right? Do you not want to do this in the morning? That's my question. Folks, I get up, and I sit out, and I have a balcony, and I sit out, and I can see the sun come up. It is astounding, and I have to tell you, when the world is asleep like that, the Lord, I can hear his voice. It's so clear. And I'm still in that haze of sleep, right? So I'm still coming out of that sleep. And right away I plug in. Boom! I praise the Lord. Think about that, like 548. I'm, I'm reading, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us in the Lord. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise you, the Lord. Right? So by 6 o'clock in the morning, by 6.15, I'm so, I've just, I'm digging in. And it's, it changed my life. It really did. It changed my life. I'm telling you, it changed my life. Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. 
Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. Do you see the repetitive nature of what's happening here? Guess what? Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. Now listen, folks. I want you to realize that when you see things like this, who who is it that hates you? This isn't talking about your fellow human beings here on the planet. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about the fallen angels and the spirits of the Nephilim that in fact do have the power to possess people. Those are what the demons are. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about, yea, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Do you see? All na- well, who do you think he's talking about? Nations here. What do you think? What do you think? As that applies to you, what do you think that means? That's right. It's a, it's a, it's a host of heaven, a fallen host of heaven, a nation that is out to destroy you. Us, the children of God. Literally, we are in a battle, folks. People do not have their mentality straight when it comes to how they wake up in the day and look at this life. It's not about getting your kids to soccer practice. It's just not. <sighs> they compass me about, yay. They come, but they compass me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fail, that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Do you see this? This is like a quid pro quo. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the what? Of the who? Of the righteous. Now, are you righteous? Are you found in the bosom of Jesus Christ? Are you righteous? Are you pursuing righteousness? Because see, we're made righteous, but it doesn't mean you're living a righteous lifestyle. Are you living a righteous life? Are you on the path to pursuing righteousness? You either are or you aren't. You can get pissed, pissy all you want. You can... Like the Bible says, piss on the wall if you want. Do whatever you want. Be mad at me. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Woo! The Lord hath chastened me sore. Has he chastened you sore? He's chastening me sore. But he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. Are you even asking? Are you asking? Lord, open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. 
right? This doesn't, listen, if you're struggling with sin in your life, with habitual sin, whether you're doing drugs, whether you're fornicating, whatever you're doing, do not let that preclude you from going and pursuing after this. Because, listen, that's right where the devil wants you. That's right where the enemy wants you. He wants you in a state of, oh, give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can never give up. I don't care what you're struggling with. If you're smoking, like I said, if you're smoking cigarettes, if you're masturbating, if you're looking at porn, no matter what you're struggling with, if you're struggling, right, don't ever, ever give yourself over to stay in the fight. Okay, if you're doing time, stay in the fight. Do not ever give up on the pursuit of righteousness. Don't do it. Because if you do, you'll stop trying to enter into the gates and you'll forget. You just will. Open to me the gates of righteousness. Do you see the, the, the pattern there? The Lord has chastened me sore. <clears throat> so the Lord chastens you. He won't give you over to death. Ask him to open the gates of righteousness to you. Then go into them and then what? Praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteousness shall enter. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. It is. It should be. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You get that? You get that today, right here, right now. This is not... People... Look at this as repent. They look at repentance as a maybe a once in a lifetime thing. No, no, no. It's a daily thing. Repent of your shenanigans daily. It's fine. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh man, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this day. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Do you see? Where does prosperity fit into the mix of all this? It's after all this other stuff, right? The Lord chastens you, opens the gates of righteousness. You enter in, start praising, 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 right? The stone has becomes the headstone of the corner. It's the Lord doing, folks. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will just say, now I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord who which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Get it? God is the Lord. He has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God. I will exalt thee. Listen, I'm going to talk about the verse where it talks about bind the sacrifice with cords even unto the horns of the altar. I'm going to talk about that. That's like a whole hour. I'll, I'll try to get to that tomorrow. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth 
forever. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Does that describe you? Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Does that describe you? Listen, that, I have a hard time saying that describes me, but it's, it is starting to more and more every day. And it certainly is way more descriptive of me and my lifestyle since I started drawing near the Lord. Are you keeping his testimonies? Are you seeking him with the whole heart? They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Are you doing no iniquity? Do you understand what that means? Do no iniquity. Cause no harm. Don't let your vote leave a big wake. Verse 4, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. See that? It's pretty clear. It's laid out like step by step, right? He has commanded us to keep his precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes, right? Are you asking? Then, only then, shall I not be ashamed when, when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes, O forsake me not utterly. Folks, are you even in the pursuit of that? Are you even in the pursuit? Are you on the beam? Are you even trying to get on the beam? See, I just said, I, I laid down for quite a while. You know, I'll admit it. I laid down for decades. I burned so much time ultimately just entertaining myself. If we're being forthright here, you know, exposing skeletons in our closet. You know, I, I ran from the Lord forever. It's hard to not run now, but it's getting easier. You know why? Because I'm, I'm being diligent, more diligent. You know, it's amazing what happens when you don't, when you stop relying on the cliff notes that somebody else wrote about what the Bible says and just go read it yourself and make a, a commitment to do that and to start hearing his voice. Wonder how many of us don't even really understand what it means to hear his voice, or how many of us still have cotton that we willingly stuff in our ears, right? How many of us have said, "Well, we'll, we'll go this far, but only this far." I implore you, I admonish you. Let's go farther, all of us. Let's go. Let's take it to the next level, because it's not just me that this is happening. So I gotta I have to tell you, this fire is burning all over the place. Verse, okay, 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Ready? Woo. By taking heed thereto according to what? To thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Have you? Have you sought him with your whole heart? Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. This is so, honestly, this like, I get, I get upset. 
at what a slothful piece of crap I was for my whole life. Because, you know, I'm that guy that had every Bible. I've had every version of the Bible. I've had 15 Bibles around me at all times in my life for the most part. But yet, I, I, you know, I'm like, I, I, it was like when I was a kid and would bring my school books home. But never do homework. And then I just stopped bringing them home, you know. But it upsets me. With with all shall a young man cleanse thy way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. It's so ridiculously simple. Ready? I'll read it again. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to God's word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Ready? I love this. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. That uh, that has like a dual meaning right there, folks. Not only have you, if you have, you know, have you hidden Jesus in your heart that you might not sin against him? But moreover, are you reading the Bible and writing God's word on your heart on that level too that you might not sin against him? Garbage in, garbage out, folks. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Father God, I pray that you would teach us thy statutes, Lord, more and more. Lord, let the people who listen to this, and let me, Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. Have you, folks? Is is God's word and his relationship and the pursuit of such and the pursuit of righteousness and his testimonies, do they mean more to you than your pursuit of your little temporary kingdom here and your little bank account, which is all digital anyway, you ridiculous fools? I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I was a fool for decades, folks. I did not meditate in his precepts. I have not respected unto all of his ways. I will not... Now, okay, very sorry. Verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. I did forever, not anymore. The days of being lukewarm have long since passed. Verse 17. Did you hear me, folks? The days of being lukewarm have long since passed. You need to quit... Because pretty soon the, the heat's going to get turned up and you're just going to chill and you're not even going to know it's boiling. It's about to boil. Time is short for you to hop out of the pot if you're that frog. Verse 17. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. Get it, folks? Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. He has. Open your open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Don't be one of those people that's all like, oh, boom, you know, hiding behind that sham grace that people are hiding behind. The law was, Jesus came to fulfill the law. And you can say whatever you want. We can fight all you want about this whole grace business. Grace is grace is grace. It's God's grace. He'll, believe me, we're all going to know exactly what that is and what that meant. Okay? Uh, go go back and look at the law. And tell me that it's not awesome. Okay? Respect your parents. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't pour, Don't bang your neighbor's wife. Don't be a jerk. Okay? 
Verse 19, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that I... And, okay, before I get any emails about the law, okay, I'm not saying that you be a slave to the law. I'm not saying that. It's a guiding step. It's a guiding tool. You fools, it's a guiding tool for us. Go look at the law. What does it say here? Open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous... What? Wondrous things out of thy law. The law contains wondrous things. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. What's it say here? Do you see it? Everyone's so afraid of judgment. Yeah, it should be, but you have to understand it to, to fully to long for it. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Princes also did sit and speak against me. Nephilim, fallen angels, devil. Thy testimonies are also my delight, also are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline mine heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Are you devoted to to the Lord's fear? Turn away my reproach which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Do you get it? Be fearful of the Lord. Be devoted to being fearful of the Lord. Turn away my reproach, which I for which I fear. You should fear the reproach, because why? For the Lord, for thy judgments are good. God's judgments are good for us. You don't get it. Get it. Behold, I've longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. I am not going to get through this one today, but I'm going to try. Where did I leave off? Okay, ready? Let verse forty one, let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. 
so shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. You want to walk at liberty? Seek his precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. Folks, boys and girls, are you out there not being ashamed, speaking his te- of his testimonies? And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. Hit my hands also I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Remember the word unto thy servant, upon thou, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not inclined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Are you? Are you? Are you making haste and delaying not to keep his commandments? The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. Do you do that, folks? At midnight are you rising to give thanks unto him because of his righteous judgments? I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Father God, teach us thy statutes. Thou hast dwelt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. You know what that lie is, folks? You know who the proud are? That lie is that you're a sinner, because you're not. Once you've accepted Jesus, it's over with. You might still sin, but you are not a sinner, because your record is his now. Or his record is yours now, forgive me. Thy heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It's good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. For all of you folks who are concerned right now prepping with your gold and your silver, the law of his mouth is better. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. Let I pr- See that, folks? If you're going through stuff, just remember, the Lord is in control. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Is is his law your delight? Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. 
Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, When will thou comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When will thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. Oof. Folks, do you read this and meditate on this? Do you turn this over in your mind? Are you reading any of the any of this? I will never forget thy precepts, for that with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Oh, how I love thy law is my meditation all the day. What did Jesus say? Came not to what? To destroy it, but to do what? To fulfill it? Oh, how I love thy Jesus. He is my meditation all the day. Though thou, though through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I have more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. Who are the ancients, people? Fallen angels. I have refrained my feet from evil from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. What happened? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Whoa. Hold on a second, I lost my place. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Folks, if you ever wonder why you, your flesh loves sin, it's because you, 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 you literally haven't, through his precepts, gotten an understanding. Because when you, through his precepts, get an understanding, you'll hate every false way. It's here, right here. Psalm 119, 104. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to unto thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul 
is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes alway, even unto the end. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, evildoers, for I will keep the commandment of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Father God, uphold us according unto your word, that we may live. And let us not be ashamed of your of our hope in you. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. For their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for thy word and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work for they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look upon thou, look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal has consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is, is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Do you love it? Do you love his word? Do you? I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. Are you crying unto him? I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried. I hoped in thy word. 
Mine eyes are prevent mine eyes pre- prevent the night watches, that I might meditate in Thy word. Hear my voice according unto Thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to Thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from Thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all Thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Do you see that? Salvation is far from the wicked. Why? Because they seek not his statutes. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies. Yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved. Because they kept not thy word. Are you grieved? Because you're watching the world go wild. And they don't, and they, and they, because they don't have God's word. Are you Are you grieved? It should grieve you. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying. Guys, do you? But thy law do I love. Do you love his law, everybody? Watch this. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Do you guys and girls out there, boys and girls, brothers and sisters, are you praising the Lord seven times a day because of his righteous judgment? Are you? I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that you have to, but are you? I mean, it's, it's right here. Why not? Seven times a day. Great peace have they which love thy law. Great peace have they which love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. Guys, does nothing offend you? Nothing should offend you. Woohoo! This is good stuff for me. Because I, I tend to get want to get offended, right? My flesh is like, you should be bad. What they say, what they do, what? Be offended. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies for all my ways are before thee. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep, haven't we all? O Father God, we have gone astray like lost sheep. Seek us, your servants, Lord, for for we do not forget thy commandments. I thought I would never get through that in time, but the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. I forgot. I always forget how long Psalm 119 is. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Psalm 120. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and He heard me 
Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn in Mesek, that I dwell in the tent of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Folks, this is all about your tongue. We don't have time, but because I have to read some proverbs. Proverb, where comes the one proverb? Be not, be not thou envious against evil men; neither desire to be with them. Big time, folks. If you've got, if you're hanging with the wrong crowd, get away from them. I was, for their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding is it is, it is established. Do you see that? Are you building your house through wisdom? Where do you get wisdom? The Bible. Come on. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Are you hanging with Christians? You should be. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He openeth not his mouth in the gate. He that deviseth to do evil shall be called a mischief person, mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. You folks, they, it literally just gave you a whole way to get strength. So, if you faint in the day of adversity, it's on you. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain. If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man, what? According to his what? Yeah, his works. Come on, it's there. Jesus even said it himself. My son, eat thou honey, because it is good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet, to thy taste. Go read. What's it say about God's wisdom and his mercy and his word? Sweet to thy taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Lay not, O wait. This I love. This is my verse right here. This is it for me. Lay not, wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For those of you who want strength while you're struggling with sin... Spoil not his resting place. For a just man faileth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thine enemy faileth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Who folks, don't be mad at your don't don't get all excited when you're when people you hate. Don't hate anyone. Lest the Lord see it and it displease him, and he turneth and he turn away his wrath from him. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked, for there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. Scary. My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? These things also belong to the wise. It's not good to have respect of persons in judgment. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous, shall, him shall the people curse. Nations shall abhor him. 
But to them that rebuke him shall be delight, and a good blessing shall come upon them. Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause, and deceive not with thy lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered it the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Folks, don't be sleeping. It's not time to sleep. It's time to wake up. For those of you out there who don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, as your Lord and Savior, confess with your mouth that, that He is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And go tell everybody. Repent of your sins and go tell everybody what God has done for you. God loves you. He loves you today. He loves you right now. To make today the best day ever. Ask God into your heart. Do everything that you can. And tell everybody that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's coming back. Lay down your sins, everybody. Come to the cross. Put your faith in Jesus. Come lay on down Come lay on down 